0: What the hell are we even talking about today? Seriously, all I know is my name is Ravi, and I'm pretty sure these two with me are my brothers Christian and Arjuna. Apparently we're talking some Transformers, the Tax Collector, a deal between AMC and Universal, Mandalorian Season 2, my butt, and some more things. But first, things first. How about that Major League Baseball still playing? Eh? Like? How? Also, happy birthday Tom Brady! Arjuna wants to know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Also, what's up with that iPhone 6 Plus? What? You can't afford a better phone? Sad. Really? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't end it correctly. I ended it the way I wanted to Ye- end that's it. That's not what this is about. You need to stick to the script. Okay, I write you a script for an intended effect. Yeah, but I never pronounce, I never say the script properly anyway, so it's fine. Unbelievable.
1: As Michael, as Michael Matter just said, sad. Yes, it is sad.
0: And again, for those listening to the podcast, we always tape these pods every Monday, and you can always find that on Twitch.tv/slash good. Jump in the conversation. We always love to jump to our chat and have them engage with us. <laughs> wow, with yeah, us. you couldn't have said that any better. Hey, you keep yawning, and it throws me for a loop. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. We're <laughs> not even like seven o'clock. <sighs> Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't have had that sake yesterday. Is he done talking yet? (laughs) My goodness! And later in the show, we're actually going to be talking about how you can win the child. We have a Funko Pop, the child with frog, uh, listed as number three seven nine. I don't know if that means anything, but that's cool. Nice. Anyway, how are you guys doing? I got you both Funko Pops yesterday. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy with mine. Actually, I got a quill, quill, which is uh, Nick Nolte's uh, voice. Voice character spoiler alert. From, uh, he dies. Mandal- <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, we will be mentioning Mandalorian season two later. So wait, does
1: that mean if Krishna identifies with this character, we no, must kill him. off the Krishna what? character from the What's It Good podcast? I said i did In preparation him.
0: for season two. We, no. Wait, of our podcast or of Mandalorian? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we should also mention the fact that in nine episodes we will have our hundredth episode of What's It Good. Oh well, yeah, we are. We're in the end game now. Wait, what? Yeah, game. once a thing enters the 100-year mark, it's over. Wow. We're in the goes end- for human beings, goes
1: for companies, no, goes for
0: podcasts.
1: No, we're in the end game of our double-digit days. We're going to be entering our triple digits no, I guess That's, the true. that's yeah. when they really say you age like fine wine. You sure? You know, 60% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10. Really? In fact. Yep. Is that, did you just make that up? No. I've, read, I've, I've been working in podcasts for many years now. Are you trying to boost our ego? No, I'm <laughs> just saying that we're, we're consistent. We have consistency. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Maybe. Or something like that.
0: Something. Maybe it's perseverance, dedication, (laughs) persistence. Boredom. Because what else would we be doing? (laughs) That's that's such a great point. (laughs) Anyway, first subject or thing that I want to talk about. Netflix recently uh, dropped the first part in their three-part series thing for Transformers. The first part is called Transformers War for Cybertron siege it's the first chapter and in the first chapter or first season first
1: act i think first act whatever
0: you want to call it i call it a season Hmm. because that's what most people do and it's interesting interesting in the sense that the it's one of those clear clear types of uh pieces of content where they put more energy into the marketing and the trailer Uh, And didn't really give two fucks about the actual show. Oh, God. It is very difficult to to get through. I watched uh, about four episodes. And by episode two, it was more background noise than anything. Uh, First episode started off kind of interesting where it was a lot of uh, explosions, shooting, Megatron kind of having a conscience, then not having a conscience, then Starscream kind of disobeying his boss, and...
1: Oh, so every Transformers iteration of yeah. all time.
0: All emergence is one gigantic thing. Also, Bumblebee wasn't um, um, an Autobot. He was a civilian and he was kind of like um, a thief and he stole a bunch of energy. It was It was all over the place. So what's so hard to get through it? Besides the fact that it's clearly a children's show, and you're no longer a child, um, <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> no, I think that, that was, that's part of the problem because there's a lot of like over-explaining yeah. in it, where it's kind of like the the typical like, you know, not a whole lot happens. It's a lot of talking and not a lot of action, and and that kind of gets boring after a while. It's a lot of you know, you're building up all these characters because for some people this is the first time they're watching Transformers, mm.
1: so. Kind of having to push through all that makes it a little bit difficult. Hmm. I mean, season ones are always the most difficult for any type of show. But it's true. We're no longer children. Uh, I'm 27. Christian is 32. Ravi's 30. Yeah. Damn, we're old. Yeah.
0: Why are you telling people my age? Because <laughs> here's the thing, right? <laughs> when, what was the actual last Transformers thing that you liked? Transformers Michael Bay, the first one. Did you, you see like the Bumblebee that? movie solely for Megan Fox? Wow! Wow! Well, <laughs> D- did you? You're no, the right age. But did you? <laughs> did, right you guys, did
1: you guys see Bumblebee?
0: I did actually. I think I actually saw that in theaters.
1: Yeah. You poor souls.
0: Well, it was one of those like because you had AMC Movie Pass and it's like, oh, that's no. you know, something to go do. I never saw it. Watch this dumb movie. It wasn't
1: been, like, terrible.
0: It wasn't good.
1: I thought it was better than two through five. Really. Yeah, but that's i honestly not saying much.
0: It's true. Did you see the one with um um oh my goodness Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, and then also um Anthony Mackie, not Mackie, no, not Anthony Mackie, Hopkins, um
1: Anthony Hopkins was in the last one.
0: That's right, the old
1: guy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that one. The that last one, night, the last night. Yeah, that was the one that. So my friend Joel, uh, friend of the podcast, Joel Cost, is a big Transformers fan. And he saw The Last Night. And this is a guy that defended every single Transformers movie, every single piece of Transformers content. He's like, No, this is great. It's the greatest franchise ever. He he loved two and three and four. He's like, three he's like four it was only three hours? Give me four hours, right? He saw that fifth one and it killed his spirit. And so <laughs> much so much so he hasn't even seen that Bumblebee movie because he was just like so upset by that fifth movie.
0: Was it really that
1: bad? I, I guess so. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh. It
0: was. It was. It's a prequel, right? No, no. The last
1: night is a sequel.
0: Not the last night. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the last night is a sequel, and then Bubblebee is a prequel. Yes. Right.
1: So the last night. Uh, this is what Joel told me. Um, Optimus is in like 15 minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah. If yeah. that. Yep. I think I started. That's we off. started watching it. We did. Yeah, we started <laughs> in watching it. Some. Hawaii? No. In Japan? Japan? No. Maybe Japan. Maybe Japan. Yeah, we started watching it somewhere. No, it wasn't Japan. But let me ask you this about uh, the 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 Transformers show that you started watching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would someone like Joel like it? Because is it is it is this similar to the cartoons that we used to watch as kids, or is it closer to the movies that were created by Michael Bay? Is there something in between? Like where does it fall? So in the spectrum of transformers, it's a little bit like the old Transformers that we watched as kids. Like, and we didn't. We watched the original, not the original, like one of the revamped versions from Japan that was American dubbed or whatever. Um, and that was your typical character development, you know, the war against Megatron and, and Optimus. This show, what makes it kind of weird, and it does have like a TV P7 or whatever the Young rating is on, on uh, television shows, it has that rating. So it's not even like PG-13. But what makes this show kind of weird... And kind of like, uh, what's going on? Is like there's one particular scene, I think it's in like episode three, when the Autobots are trying to like infiltrate some place, right? So they're all on Cybertron. The um Decepticons have basically like owned everything. And this show is very like heavy on the idea of war mm-hmm. and the um, the issues of war and like just continuously having a war. And an Autobot tries to basically Break through an enemy line, and when he goes to the enemy line, he's undercover as a Decepticon, and he's like, "Hey, can you guys come help me? Because he need to move that unit away from this checkpoint." And these Decepticons are like, "Yeah, definitely. We'll um we'll go with you and go uh, go do whatever." Okay. And then it shows a shot, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go help you because we want to go kill more Autobots." And then there's a shot of all these dead Autobots, and like. Gasoline or or oil all over them and like blood <laughs> and then like some of them are on pikes. Wait, this sounds great. No, it's vi- very 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 violent. But then at the same time, it, it cuts to like kind of like mundane type action and then also more like character development and things that just I don't care about. So it it, it has it is it is unfortunately a little bit dark mm. in in certain areas. But it's for kids. But it's for kids. But and it is for kids. It's weird. It's it's a very confusing show. Okay, I, I'm gonna name, I'm gonna name some Transformer properties I've seen, and I want you to rank them. Okay. Okay. So we've got cartoon Transformers that we watched as kids. Yep. Beast Wars, which in my opinion is the best. Uh, Michael Bay. Yep. Transformers. I'm just gonna lump all that shit together because they're all the same. And now, uh, uh War for Cybertron. Please rank them from best to worst. Those are four. So, so four Beast ranks. Wars for sure. Yep, number one. The OG. The cartoon. Yep. From the cartoon from that. And Niners. then I don't want to rank anything else. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> wait. Wow. Really? So this this doesn't even beat Michael Bay's Transformers. Well, I th- it's hard to kind of rank it because it's just started, and, and yeah. who knows? Maybe by the second arc, they're like, wait, maybe we should just go all in.
1: And how many episodes did you watch? Two.
0: Uh, four. Four.
1: And there's six, I think,
0: right? Yeah. I'm almost done, but okay. I just don't have the Are you real... gonna finish it?
1: I, I don't I don't
0: know. Wow.
1: Okay. I just don't wow. know if I will. You're so close. How how long are the episodes? They're only like twenty minutes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? They're with very you. easy to kind of like You're saying our pod, finish our podcast, which averages about an hour, yes, is longer than the last two episodes you have left. Yes. Damn. Yep, there it is, guys. Well, fair enough. So wow, that's
0: a uh, wow, wow. uh, But so far, yeah, based on what I've seen and, and the fact that I can't be bothered to go back, I'm not going to say Transformers: War for Cybertron Siege is good. It's it's bad. Okay, it is all bad. right. So fair. you're saying it could be good. It potentially could be good. You put the wrong thing in the script, Juno, or the the, the thing. <laughs> <you say> yes. <laughs> I said of... no. I know. What I know what I did. What? Uh, it's this opposite day. Today's not Wednesday. Today's
1: Monday, God, I changed it.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm <laughs> confused. I, are, you, are you saying the last two episodes of the season are gonna uh, sway him?
1: Maybe, maybe I've seen them.
0: Maybe I wrote them. What? What? I didn't I, I don't think. But I changed
1: that. it. Look, look Christian, t- tell the audience what it says.
0: Uh, as uh, you said, maybe.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I maybe. said
0: no. Yeah, yeah maybe. Clearly maybe no? Maybe no. Maybe, no. <laughs> maybe yes, but most likely no. Uh, moving right along, Arjun, you watched um, a movie that's actually going to be coming out August 8th, if I'm correct? Yeah, this Friday. This, this coming, f- coming Friday, Friday. It's Netflix? Or
1: Saturday. Uh, no, I think it's actually going to be like VOD, kind of limited theater release. So you have to buy it type on movie. iTunes? Yeah, and I think you can do VOD as well. So it's not Netflix?
0: No, which means me and you are never seeing it. Probably not. Okay, uh,
1: but it's a movie. It's by David Ayer, the director of uh, Suicide Squad, the writer of Training Day, uh, and it's a, it's a movie. It's called The Tax Collector. It takes place in Los Angeles. It's about a um, it's about these two guys who are affiliated with um, the cartel, like one of the cartel groups. Um, and it's, they're basically tax collectors for their cartel group. And then it's the typical, like, things go wrong. They're on the run. Everybody dies. Main guy lives by getting revenge type movie. Uh, it had an interesting concept. And it, it was cool because David Ayer used a lot of, like, local Los Angeles actors. Everybody but Shia LaBeouf, who was, like, the co-star. He was the... Uh, uh, and and this is this is part of the controversy. A lot of people accuse David Ayer and Shia LaBeouf of kind of making Shia and uh, brown face oh, because God. he is running with um he's running with uh, other Mexican characters and he he has the you know he he does a lot of that type of stuff. People are like, why do you have this this white guy being this character? He's they, they never. I mean, he's clearly supposed to be white because Shia LaBeouf. You can't really hide that he's white. Um, but a lot of people. Believe you know, and I think that the reason they they put him in there is David Ayer is also white, but he also grew up um, grew up around a lot of the a lot of um what's depicted in the movie. So it's basically Shia LaBeouf is a representation or a stand-in for the director, essentially, hmm. of like what he grew up in. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is problematic in the movie because he you know he's appropriating culture <laughs> uh, and he's probably the worst part the other actors are actually really really good the script is just really really bad uh, <laughs> but the the actors are good i i liked them the movie is also really short it's just 90 minutes oh, that's perfect that's good no not for this type of movie the the scope of what they're trying to go for in terms of that like he tried to put in this whole thing of developing these characters and the whole arc and everything and uh, it just didn't work because it's only 90 minutes. If it was just, if it was just the action and that's all they wanted, it would have been perfect. But he put in these first 40 minutes of trying to develop the characters and this whole story and everything. It's just like didn't, doesn't work. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and uh, it, it to me, it really came off as a so David Ayer, before you know before he became a director, he was a famous screenwriter. His most famous thing being Training Day. And this came off as almost a training day wannabe, even though it's it, it's not about police, but it was ve- it very much felt like training day in terms of like it wanted to be cool and like this kind of gritty, slick, yeah, this slick gritty look at Los with Angeles, cool characters, yeah, exactly. Even I'm the bad saying.
0: guys are likable, <laughs> 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 or charming, yeah, yeah, sure, sociopaths, um, yeah, well, yeah, charming sociopaths, yeah, yeah. 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 I had an That's interview a- actually recently with a sociopath. What? What? Yeah, one of the... For my other gig that I do, one of the... Um, oh, right, 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 right. One of the brothers. Can you can you drop that? You uh, dri- yeah, I mean, it's no it's no sup- secret here. I obviously work over at Yahoo Sports. <gasps> yeah, I know. What? And we recently interviewed Jake Paul, and obviously... A <laughs> like people oh, psychopath. Well, that's the thing. is like He <laughs> has done a lot of really weird things in his life. Oh, man. And he's controversial. Yeah. But he's super personable. Yeah. And it's... You know? Ravi, most sociopaths are personable. That's so that's the thing. So it's not to get too off topic here, but the psychology On this podcast? Yeah. My God, he's crazy. The <laughs> psychology of uh, of sociopaths are is, is is very interesting. Like they master how to blend in the the art of camouflage because then they're, they're so weird. So it actually in a creepy way it makes sense that they would be likable. Because they've mastered the art of watching other people. Oh, I need to do this, this, and this to be liked, and they master it. Huh. So, or at least some of them do not. Not everyone,
1: obviously. Almost like acting. Yes. But ultimately, this movie—it actors w- are psychopaths. W- while filled, like while filled with interesting cameos. Uh, like, George Lopez was uh, the <laughs> uncle who, like, kind of helped lead this cartel people. Spoiler alert, he gets beheaded in the movie. Uh, his Not head... George Lopez! Wait, George Lopez? <laughs> you don't even see it happen. You just see his head in a cooler. What the um, fuck? Uh, oh, man. So Are you sure Lopez, this is a bad George movie? George Lopez is in there. Yes, it is. George Lopez was in there. Um... Uh, Jimmy Smiths was in there who plays <gasps> Bailor. Jimmy Smiths? Yeah, they, and
0: you're saying this movie's bad. You have Jimmy Smiths and
1: George Lopez, and the movie's bad. Yeah, Jimmy Smiths is barely in it, and uh. it turns out at the end of the movie, like he's the main character's dad from prison. He's like, you, he's like, I'm sorry you had to go through all this because the main character's hu- wife dies, like all his friends so get killed. This is killed. Just a sad movie. And then he like calls it. He calls him in the. He, he calls him the wizard, right? He's the head of the cartel, and that's. He's like. He's like, why are you saying this to me? And he's like dad and we're like oh my god he's But you find the, that out at the end of the movie yeah but it's very obvious right okay. and then he's like he's like i'm sorry you had to go through this he's like but now i can trust you <laughs> It was like oh, f- wait so it, it sounds like
0: it's set up for a sequel
1: yeah probably who knows oh my god <laughs> wait are you sure this is bad yes this movie was bad uh what was I, I liked the experience of the movie like going to the drive-in theater um it was at the um the vinewood one here in los angeles through the arc light uh we got to go there and they did a it was like a movie premiere essentially where it was the same thing when i saw the rental mm-hmm. um they, they did the they did the movie and then they had the cast for like a zoom call that they projected on there afterwards they had everybody there and the the cast they, they seemed like they really liked each jimmy other jimmy smith was there uh, Jimmy Smith was not there, but George Lopez was there, and he dropped a great line. He's like, I love this movie. And he's like, all right, how do I get to the 10? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty but, Like, afterwards. So, uh, it's uh, it was... Uh, I kind of... Uh, you, you did a good job to
0: um, market the film by saying it was so bad, but then you have all these, like, really cool cameos. And, and obviously, it, it's, a, it's a place we live in, so I'm kind of curious to see... I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. No, no. So, so you did a good... If... if, if if the movie is actually bad yeah. or if it's actually good or whatever, you've done a great job marketing so it. Actually, so,
1: actually, I will say what was cool is it's shot in Los Angeles. And you can tell, like, there's a lot of these car places that you're like, wow, that looks just like. Like, I swear I swear there's a place that they, sh- they shot at, which is right on, like, La Brea in Venice. Like, that little car spot right there by the Sinclair. I'm like, that they use that in the movie. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Like I think that's that's cool. And and one thing I always have a problem with when there are movies in Los Angeles, they always show the glamorous like Hollywood life and whatever. And it's kinda nice to see like all of Los Angeles. Like it is a pretty diverse city, like like every city, there are good parts and there are bad parts, and, right. you, and you get to see that. That's why like I believe Training Day takes place in Los Angeles, too, correct? Yes. And so it's the same thing. You get to see some of the yes. other parts of Los Angeles you don't see in all the Hollywood glamorous movies. Like bad cops. And on that note, moving <laughs> on. So overall, Junior, you said it was a bad film. Yeah, I would say it's not good. I would not recommend. Though I, I'm curious now for you guys to watch it. Like I want to see if, if you I can like find it
0: on one of the many streaming platforms, and I don't have to pay for it. I'll definitely give it a watch. But if I have to like go out and pay for it, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah, that. I agree. If it comes on Netflix, it sounds like a perfect. Oh, big time! This sounds like a perfect movie to add to my collection of um, Old Guard, Extraction, Triple Frontier. Like Krishna. He's, Netflix is churning out classic action movies, which are meant to be bad. You're such a troll. I'm not trolling you. Really you are. Action movies, of course, you, to- you, really you trolled me
1: all weekend. Oh. Before
0: we jump into our was it news, I'd like to actually for those watching, and you know, we titled this. How do you go about winning it? So I'd like to let you guys know how you can win the child here with Frog. It's a Funko Pop. It's very green and there's a a child holding a frog in there. For our listeners and for those watching currently, if you'd like to be entered to win this, uh, make sure you either uh, go on to our Instagram, which is wasagoodbtm, or our Twitter handle, which is at wasagood. Make sure you follow, like, and share. And you'll be entered for a chance to win. We're going to run and keep the contest open for about a week. And then next Monday during the live podcast, we'll announce the winner and we will ship this on its merry way to whomever wins it. So, good luck, everyone. This only applies for a US domestic, FYI. Really? Well, no, I'm not paying for international <laughs> shipping charges. Damn.
1: You know what? Uh, we have uh, quite a few followers in Actually, Europe. I've sent, uh, you know, I've actually paid for all of the shipping so far. I oh, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. I have no
0: idea what you're talking yeah. about. Thanks. But man. that's going to use, we're going to use the, the child as our segue into Was It News. I think one of the more interesting things in our Was It News section that I'd like to kick it off with is season two of The Mandalorian. Yes. Specifically about a weapon that is presented at the very end of season two in the last 30 seconds, I think. Mm. The Darksaber. A a mythical weapon that the Mandalorians had uh, during the Great Mandalorian Jedi War. It has made appearances in... Such television shows for kids, such as (laughs) 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 Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: Wait, what? No, because the Darksaber is like the Millennium pieces, right? Remember, they're like seven Millennium things. You're going to confuse our audience. Back to Star Wars.
0: (laughs) So the Darksaber, it's a weapon from uh, the Mandalorians. It has appeared in uh, uh, the Clone Wars animated series. It's appeared in Star Wars Rebels. And Resistance. And Resistance. It hasn't. It hasn't? No. Are you sure? No, wait. Resistance is that <laughs> god awful show. You totally <laughs> fucked with my head. And obviously, now it's making its appearance in The Mandalorian, with a character named Moff Gideon. Yes, or Moffit
1: Gideon. Giancarlo Esposito says his, his name is Moff. His name is Moff Fring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's what it should be. Gus Fring. Moff meets and, he, Moff and he found Gideon. this
1: sword to cut his chicken. For his business. Or more like his enemies. Or more like his uh, meth. His meth oh, problem. Cut his, cut his math so
0: actually, me. speaking of the, the character Gideon, it was actually the uh, actor who plays Moff Gideon. Um, Giancarlo me. Esposito? Who uh, had a couple of interesting things to say about the weapon. Arjuna, I'll let you go with, go with this.
1: Uh, so I have the quote right here. Uh, bear with me. It is... <laughs> It's kind of funny how he said this. I almost feel like he said too much and Disney's going to like send a cease and desist and he'll never be able to do media again. Uh, but he said, You'll see more of the Darksaber. You'll get this explanation of this ancient weapon to the modern world, a collapsed world. Where did the saber come from and how was it revived? It's a key in our second season, which will be back sooner than later. What a tease right there. He continued, The saber is key, a key to Moff Gideon's past, which possibly has a lot to do with where he comes from and his, (laughs) wait, this is where it goes off the rails, and his desire to build a planet and bring it back together. Bring what back to you? That's what I want.
0: <laughs> There's just so many. Okay, a couple of things. <laughs> so what? He like read directly from the synopsis that I <laughs> told him season about two. season two. Yes. yes. <laughs> Direct, word for word. But let's break <laughs> let's break this down first, right? So he says right off the, off the bat, we're going to learn more about this ancient weapon, which is cool. I want to know more about the Darksaber. The Darksaber was supposedly Mandalore, who is the champion of the Mandalorians, uh, who is canon. Uh, I believe that we're going to hear about that. My theory with Gideon is he's a descendant or he's connected to uh, Mandalore or some high-ranking or some high-class family or whatever in the Mandalorian group. I think he is potentially a Mandalorian, which would make the fact – which would make him having the uh, Darksaber way, way more impactful. It would also make the fact that he went – and it's kind of hinted at that he helped kind of annihilate the Mandalorians – even more fucked up. And then also the fact that there is little hints in season one where he potentially is force sensitive as well. Hmm. Which makes him like the ultimate kind of, you know, monster essentially. He's a Mandalorian Sith Jedi. Well, he's not
1: Jedi. And he's a chicken uh business owner. <laughs> <laughs> <Also> <laughs> Don't meth- forget a meth it. Yeah. The chicken man. He's a crime boss. Oh, what's interesting to me is, remember, uh, Katie Sackhoff was rumored to be cast as bo right? bo In season two. We know bo logically in our timeline, was the last person to have the Darksaber before Moff Gideon would have it at yep. this point. Do you think when he's referencing, you know... Uh, where did this saber come from? We may get a flashback to him getting the saber. Maybe Katie Sackhoff's Bo-Katan dying at the hands of Moff Gideon, which would, you know, it would would be Which would piss
0: you off, because a couple weeks ago, you ripped into the fact that The Mandalorian Season 2 is basically, quote, Star Wars Rebels season four. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> season five. Season, season five. five. Sorry. Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know what? If they do it something small like that, yeah. I'm actually okay with that, right? If, okay. if you're using it to illustrate this point, versus she's still alive and she's going to team up with the with the rest of the Ghost crew and blah blah blah, like that is what would make would would. But she's me. Mandalorian. What Bo-Katan? Yeah, but I I think that if he is a dark saber, Bokatan should probably be dead, right? Because I don't think she's giving up that weapon w- willingly, right? And I don't think Moff Gideon, at least in the limited amount we've seen him, is a guy that takes prisoners. Hmm. So to me, I think what would be cool is you really see the the origin well, of this by seeing him brutally murder Bokatan. And what that does to illustrate, right? You know, if you're just a general viewer who's seen The Mandalorian. You know Mandalorians are tough, right? And you see Bo-Katan is a Mandalorian, and he kills this Mandalorian. Now, if you're a deeper Star Wars fan, Bo-Katan is a pretty well-established character character yeah. who is formidable and powerful. And you see this guy kill her, right? Yeah. Now you, the 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 bigger fans, get a really good idea of this guy is you know a badass or is a is a is a guy that's not to be messed with, right? Mm. So that that actually might be pretty cool. I I think that would that would that would count, counsel out a little bit of what I said. Oh, your way. hate towards the fact that everyone and their mother is going to be in Mandalorian yeah, Season they, 2. Yeah, if they do it something like that, right, yep. That is, I am fine with something like that.
0: Let me paint you a different scenario. Oh, oh. Boy, here we go. <laughs> a, a very <laughs> legitimate <laughs> scenario where hold on, hold on. Bo-Katan is clearly alive. and, and No, it's no. St- a plausible reason. i can't show. She was going to market one day, and she <laughs> dropped the saber, and she She lost went to market? And, and what Moff, the fuck? And then Moff Gideon <laughs> was also at market picking up, uh, you know, supplies. And he finds it, picks it up, and now it's his. Does Moff Gideon seem Boom. like the type of person that goes to the market? Or do you think he sends a death trooper... An entire squad of no, uh, stormtroopers who okay, no, 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 He seems like a guy who does it himself. He knows how to fly a tie pi- fighter thing. He does that himself. He knows how to use the force. He clearly learned how to do that himself. No, he's a go-getter. Okay, he goes and buys his own stuff at the market. Yeah, the and he's his friend. visits before she loses the lightsaber. I mean, I, I
1: think that would be cool. As you know, Katie Sackhoff's a great actress. You know, obviously <laughs> uh, she's great at Starbuck, but I, I do think that would be a cool way to bring in a character like that. Uh. And I, I mean, even to go further, like it, having all of these characters from Rebels and such, if you have them in small, not all together, bite size. First of all, not all together, right? Because then I think it overpowers the show. It takes away from the leads and what. you're What trying if they're to do all together the for one episode?
0: And they sing all together now. <laughs> yeah, all remember? You know, remember in in uh, season one of Mandalorian where we had in a couple episodes like different groups like all together. Um, like yeah, but those are new characters. Yeah, yeah, they're new. Sure. So uh, yeah, what if we have these characters, which for a lot of people will be new, and they're in one episode together? No, I hate it. Okay, well, I mean, cancel uh, the show. I think no. I me- call
1: Disney up and I tell them cancel the show. It's over. I would.
0: I personally would prefer that than having every episode. With a different character in it, that would actually annoy me because then it's gonna be it will feel more like Rebels. Then you're sure. like, now we have some, now we have Rebels influence yeah. in the entire show. Well,
1: I'm just talking about in general, like small cameos like that. Like if it's a flashback where it's just like this one, like important scene with Bo Katan, that's cool, right? If it's, hmm. you know, if the if the if the Commander Rex or Boba Fett or Clone Trooper rumor with uh, what's his name. Is well, in uh, it like it's they it's a did small thing. they
0: did that with season one, right? Where it was like, remember the Mandalorian panel that we went to at Celebration? They had the actress that plays Cara Dune, they had um, oh my god, the actor that played uh, Car Weathers, Car Weathers there, like they Jim had, Carano, Carl G, Weathers. yeah, they had all these, these great actors and they did the panel presented together and they like marketing wise and all the exclusives from cons and stuff made it really seem like that they were going to be a team and you would see them in most of the they episodes they were they were a team but they were in a team at, at the, the at end, the end. At the yeah. end yeah. but before that like you got like a, a car dune episode yeah. you got Carl Weather's like in the beginning like type for that stuff i think that's what we're going to see with with this where it's like you know, quick kind of like one-offs and maybe flashback scenes, stuff like that. Oh,
1: so he meets each of the members of the Ghost crew in each episode. <laughs> and then they all team up in the last episode. And Nick and, Fury comes out. And then they all kill um, the Mandalorian and that's the end of the show because I would be done with it. How um, much
0: <laughs> How much <laughs> do you want to bet, There's one last thing I want to talk about from uh, the statement um, that Moff Gideon made. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. Gus Esposito. Frank. Gus Frank. Um... We know that Boba Fett has been teased in two two scenes in The Mandalorian. There was supposedly the the Boba Fett lookalike in the caves or the underground of the city. There was the shadow at the end of the Tatooine episode um, that's supposed to be potentially be Boba Fett. How do you guys feel if the last thirty seconds of season two is going to be like a Boba Fett? Like he just he just shows up in full armor and he's like hey, hey what's up guys <laughs> love and it and then that's how it ends
1: <laughs> love it for whatever reason you know what's funny I hope he doesn't say anything but you, you guys he what's... just does a head
0: nod but he you just guys...
1: comes in and or, or he shoots someone but you guys know what's funny like the two most famous Mandalorian characters are technically not that Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian himself is not a, an actual Mandalorian, right? He's a foundling. Sure. And then Boba Fett is a clone is that a of great, a Mandalorian. There's a great reason for that. It's you know? funny. It's just funny. Mandalore was wiped out. Seriously. That's funny to me. Those, it's those, funny. They're a dead those, people.
0: Those jackasses known as the Jedi and the Jedi Knights, they kind of caused all of this. They fucked All, them all over. of this is their fault. Wait, so. is, wouldn't it be the Sith? No, it's the Jedi. Oh. The Jedi got too big, and... Um, too big for that boot. And as Peter Griffin said, too penis-y? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I mean there clear.
1: are still Mandalorians out there, yeah, though. It's not yeah. like they're all dead. No, <laughs> well, <but> they're <laughs> I mean, Brokotana could potentially be dead. Well, it, well uh, Sabine is alive. We know she's alive at the end of episode six, uh, at least through Rebels, so... She, I mean, she's might show up in, in uh, Mandalorian. Just put everyone in there. Put, throw Chopper in there. Why don't we? Yeah. Where's Ezra?
0: So here, real quick. So the last piece of that statement: the saber is a key to Moffat Gideon's past, which possibly has a lot to do with where he comes from and his desire to build a planet and bring it back together. <laughs> now, yeah. Let's ignore for. Well, let's just okay. He says his desire to build a planet and bring it. Back together. Starkiller base. How does that, is that proper English? Does that make any sense? Okay, so here's- Somebody explain This actually
1: builds into your theory that he could be a Mandalorian, right? Sure. Mandalore has been, is destroyed at this point, right? It's a fractured planet, but people are fractured. They're all over the place uh, in canon. So perhaps he is actually a Mandalorian and he wants to bring back a place for his Mandalorian people, a planet, a home. So maybe don't even think of it as like a physical planet, but think of it as like a home or a hub. for. And people. that's
0: why he has the Darksaber to unite the Mandalorians. But for yes. some reason, he's a high ranking official in a dead empire. That's, that's why I think it makes more sense. He's talking about creating another Death Star, right? Like like I'm going to I'm rebuild a planet and then pull it back together. This is after Death Star 2, right? So yes. maybe he's actually talking about, oh, no, actually, I'm going to help my friend, the Empire, the the dying Empire, Friends. create an Empire, you know, create a, another planet, yeah. another Death Star, Or. and pull it back together. what
1: if he's referencing uh, what is to come, as in Starkiller Base, yeah. in Episode 7? So maybe this is, he is part of the precursor of the First Order. I told
0: you! I told you! What if... I knew it! I'm going to take it even 9,000 steps further. What if the... Dark, Dark Sabre has the plans to build Starkiller oh, Base. Oh. Rogue Two. Only <laughs> one creature has the plans to build Starkiller Base. The one that had the plans for the first Death Star. His name is Click Clack. <laughs> How happy would you be? It's just for our listeners and people watching. Click Clack is a Geonosian that appears in one episode of Rebels of Star Wars Rebels. Where Saw Guerrera and the, the ghost of the crew... The, the ghost of the crew? <laughs> yeah, because wow. we're all dead, Ravi. I like right, that. The crew of go, the ghost uh, end up on Geonosia and discover this Geonosian, and it's hiding something, and it draws a boobie in the sand at one point. <laughs> yeah. and, it's supposed and to be a Death Star, but it's, it's a boob. It's a circle <laughs> with a small circle in the middle. It's a boob.
1: You guys understand that George Lucas had a six, six sense of humor, and that's why he made the Death Star look the way it did. Seriously? I feel like no, that's a fake. No, but I mean, <laughs> why, why, not? I mean yeah. why don't we just. I'm like, uh, then
0: he doesn't know his anatomy very well. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's quite a few things wrong with that Death Star. But go ahead. Um, so, Click Clack. Yeah, so Click Clack, Christian's favorite character of all time. Well, Jar Jar's up there. How would you react if um, your theory that yeah. Click Clack actually had the Death Star 2 plans? Because we already know that the G-Notions... Helped Papa Palpatine, kind of like you know, build the 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 first, uh, one, the, right? The first one, right? Yeah. Whether that was through like labor um, and or like pulling resources, the plan, and the plan. The plan you you see two and three, two. Yeah. right? So yeah. what if click like is like what if that's a legit thing? Uh, I mean, I would I would stand up, applaud, and be like, this is the greatest media ever, and I I, I could retire. I feel like. Like, everything I've ever fought for. Yeah, why
1: don't we just have Triple Triple Frontier being... Show up in Mandalorian Season
0: 2. Got the rest of the cast of Rebels. Triple Frontier being good. The Last Jedi being good. Everything I've ever thought that, you know... Other people hate it. I've been persecuted for my beliefs. I I would be validated. Everything I ever thought would be true. You are where. Um, <laughs> that's what it would mean. Your weird conspiracy theories when it comes to Star Wars allows Arjuna and I to like, Jar Jar Binks being a Darth. Have have years. <sighs> we have literally years of like presents now that we can get you. you for do. his next birthday, we're gonna get him like an original like click clack piece. Christmas, we'll get him a Darth uh, Jar Jar Binks like art it's piece. True. We do have it. so much stuff that we could... And when I say original pieces, Arjuna and I will be drawing. Oh, yes. man. Uh, that means more to me than you buying it. Wow. that's Wow. I just saved myself money. It, but you have to put at least like 20 man hours into it. Uh, real quick, for those watching, listening, if you do know someone who ha- is a, a great artist, we are looking for an artist... For Krishna for his birthday to do a an original click clack and or an original uh a Darth Jar Jar
1: piece. No, we want Darth Jar Jar on one side and click clack on the other. Jar 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 with the lightsaber. He's about to strike down click clack. No, he's no, no, like no. holding up a piece of the Death Star. No, man. no, no no, Be no, 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 no. And then Krishna in the middle being like. No, no, better. No, no, the piece what is the fuck? one size
0: Darth Jar Jar and click clack on the other side and they're discussing Star Killer Base. Mm. To be honest though, that's what want, I want. If you want to complete the picture, it has to be baby Yoda eating a frog in the middle because I hate frogs. You want to come you want That literally want makes no create. sense. So yeah, that I like it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's why it's perfect. Anyway, and then Quill's
1: grave like in the corner, you know. Boom. Ooh. Those
0: listening, watching hit us up uh send us a DM on Twitter. At was it good. I legitimately want to make this piece of art. I think it would be fucking hilarious. Yes. Anyway, some other was it good news uh, before we get out of here. Uh, CBS All Access is getting more content. That took six months? Eight months? A year? How long has that thing been around? Oh that's been over, it's years? been over a year. It's oh been like two years. Uh, but
1: it's it's ahead of their rebrand because you know, um, they obviously Paramount and Viacom well like CBS and Paramount I think you know the, the TV side and the movie side have essentially recombined they they've combined and rec- you know for the Avengers separated in- and combined again mm-hmm. um, so they're back together again and you know that comes under the Viacom fa- family so um, they're adding 3500 episodes from MTV from Nickelodeon those are Viacom brands so that means things like SpongeBob things like Pimp My Ride things like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pimp My Ride is going to be on CBS All Access, uh, and you,
0: Arjuna, pay for it, so I get to see it for free? I love this world. X gon' give it to you. Pimp My Ride and MTV Cribs is coming, oh, that's great. Chappelle's show is going
1: to be on there.
0: Really? Um, So this makes sense, then, why there's a Nickelodeon Star Trek show coming out. Correct. What? Because they're combining everything back together and oh, you want right. to get the kids. Right. Yep.
1: And so they're still figuring out what the name is going to be. Like CBS All Access was the first Iteration? Like, digital first streaming service. They they predate Disney Plus and HBO Max and all those things. They've been around longer. Than Netflix? Not Netflix, but I'm talking about the like T V network. The TV gotcha. specific ones, right? Are you CBS sure? A- yes. CBS actually had the <laughs> foresight to be like Oh, we're going to get in the digital age first. But then they did it and then they didn't. Are you
0: sure? I'm pretty sure Yahoo had a digital platform. Yes. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, and then they canceled. I'm it. just going to leave. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> but it's true though. But it but is it is true, but they but I think see C- well, I CBS kind of like Yahoo, they did it and then they didn't do much with it. Um and now they've fallen all the way far, far behind. They've obviously done some original programming. If you go under the originals, you know, you obviously have st- all these Star Trek shows. You have... Star Trek,
0: shout out, Star Trek Discovery is coming uh, back, I believe, early October, which is going to be great. Unlike that fucking terrible show, Star Trek Picard. Um, someone actually recently... Sh- real quick. This is a side tangent here. Someone recently showed me a video of my reaction... <laughs> When I first saw the Star Trek Picard Comic Con trailer last year, uh, or just before, whenever. And there were like little, literal like, tears of joy because I was so, so excited for it. And after watching the whole season, uh, it, it's up there in terms of how, how depressed I was. Uh, like after Star Wars Rogue One, like I was very, very upset. Same with Picard. Well, actually, no, Picard just is full on rage. It's hmm. very angry. Interesting how terrible it is. Was it yeah.
1: better than Rogue One?
0: Uh no. Rogue One's better than Picard. Wow. Like I will go back and rewatch Picard. I uh, remember Rogue One. I will never go back and rewatch. Rogue Picard. One's not that bad. Well, the last third isn't it's great actually, but
1: this is true. Yeah, yeah, this get, is the way. You have
0: to get there. You have to get through it.
1: Uh yeah, so they're adding all this new stuff. Um it'll be interesting to see as I mean as they continue to do more original programming as well. Like that's the big thing for all of these um big subscription based apps right it's the originals plus the big library and they they've obviously had the infrastructure for a couple years now since the first season of discovery which premiered back in 2018 yeah right so it, it that that's how long that cbs All Access has been around um, was it 18 yeah cuz i was I still at my
0: yeah i was still i was at my single spot in 18 yeah so yeah 18 yeah.
1: Holy fuck. Uh so yeah, it's been it's been a while and uh you know I, I think competition breeds better content so hopefully they can kind of up their game and We're
0: we're going to do a uh, quick uh I think because this was a good podcast. One of our first ones was Star Trek episode Discovery. One. We should do Season 3, Episode 1 of Discovery. Christian, you haven't seen Season 2 at all, so you should yeah. just go in completely <laughs> blind and just discuss it from a perspective of like story. And, and we, how much I hate And how much you hate I it. Just, I just cannot get behind it. You're going to watch know. Lower Decks, though? You're going to give it a try? Lower, the de- anime, I mean, and lower Decks series, looks yeah. so different than Star Trek,
1: so yeah. I'm in.
0: It's, a, was the it's show, one of the writers. writers right? uh,
1: is the showrunner. Not Justin Ro- Roiland? No, not Justin Roiland. He's still on Rick and
0: Morty. So that should be interesting. Um, speaking of gigantic conglomerates, um, there's a deal that's being
1: hashed out between AMC and Universal. Yes. This is a major deal that's going to change the entire movie theater market. So AMC Universal were I at thought
0: COVID did that.
1: Well, this is pr- pretty much because of COVID, right? AMC Universal, their relationship really soured back in April. When Universal decided to skip the theater and do direct to VOD release for Trolls World Tour, which is <laughs> supposed to be a, no, no, you left, right? But this was this was a big signal change in the industry because you know always the way it worked between the studios and the theaters was you come, you release it in theaters for X amount of time, and then you can go direct to the digital market, right? They decided to supersede that because of circumstances. And then AMC at the time said, we will never show a Universal movie ever again. Nice. Right? Love it. Because they're like, fuck you. If you're going to cut us out, we're going to cut you out. No more theaters for you. Well, AMC has now walked that back, obviously. Because, Wonder why. Because uh, times are tough for everybody. And uh, uh, there's this new deal um, accordingly says now that AMC and any theater that agrees to this deal gets 17 days with the movie, and then it can be released to VOD and digital. Now, what's fascinating about this deal is that is exponentially shorter than any other deal before. So now, back, remember, when we were growing up as kids, Mm -hmm. a movie could run for X amount of months, and it wouldn't be for a full year until it would come out on VHS or DVD or whatever. Now it's only 17 days. Holy shit. So imagine if... Avengers Endgame came out today. August 3rd is the recording day of this podcast. You could buy it on Blu-ray. You could rent it. You could stream it on August 20th. I kind of like this deal. Um, What's interesting about this deal, though, is... Is this just, real quick, this is just AMC and Universal? This is just AMC and Universal right now. Now, what it could signal, though, is this is the way that it will be for all movies going forward. Especially because... The, the hit that the market has taken, it's not going to recover potentially forever, right? That right. you know, even even if things went back to normal tomorrow, the economic downturn that people are feeling, they're not gonna go be spending their money just on movie tickets. That's probably lower on the priority list. So probably. One, one would hope. Probably. <laughs> so so what's going to be interesting is now how does this how does this change how movie theaters operate and how does this change how uh, digital and streaming operate too, because this is a big win for streaming services too. If, if other, if the, if these other studios also buy into a similar type of deal, now all of a sudden there's more value to having a Disney Plus and an HBO Max because you get those movies two weeks essentially after their release date.
0: I would just also like to preface: we are not sponsored by any streaming service. That was not one. We are sponsored by Quibi.
1: That was not one gigantic (laughs) ad. No, it's not one ad. I I think it's a fascinating discussion because it's going to change the industry forever because you hear so many, you know, there are so many filmmakers that are opposed to streaming because when you make a movie, it's made for a big screen, you know, on a certain projector style, you know, X, Y, and Z to be taken in this format. This, because it's going to be small, it's going to be more limited runs now for movies, right? is going, it, you know, movies are not going to potentially make a billion dollars in the box office anymore. Not uh, for a while. Well, it's not even so. just the money downfall or the the money
0: discussion. It's also yeah. just like the discussion around a film. Yeah. is going to disappear. If your film comes out August third and then seventeen la- days later, August twentieth, everyone has access to it by the end of August.
1: The discussion is the discussion
0: done. over that movie's done. Mm-hmm. There's there's no more because everyone has seen it as yeah. opposed to like. When uh, Endgame rolled out, you know, the there was the initial uptick uh, plateaued, and then more people saw saw another uptick, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's also going to it, – it's, it's pushing into our culture of going through and burning through content so quickly, right? Like Tiger King, you know, is, is fascinating to me because there was this massive, massive uptick. You had all these other content creators making fun of it, doing whatever discussion, and then it just dropped Within about two weeks, and it was done, and we moved on. Yeah, that's what's
1: going to happen now with movies. Well, which is crazy. Well, what I think it might also rebalance movie budgets. Right, you you had come. You had such a dichotomy of you either had a two hundred you know, two hundred million dollars, and you're a high blockbuster you had to make a billion dollars, right. Think, we had $5. Think Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Or you were the $5 independent Oscar type of movie, right? Which is a 100, character. 100000 less? You, well, no. It's it a couple million. You get a couple oh, million, oh, right? Oh. Um, you know, those type of movies. No. There was no middle class anymore. There was no, like, $80 to to $100 million type of movies. And that has been redistributed now to... Um, mini series and tv series on these streaming services but i wonder now if movies are going to have limited more limited releases are you going to see a lot of those blockbuster budgets kind of disappear a little bit and be like well if it's only going to be in theater for two weeks and it's going to be on our streaming service anyway don't we want to pump out more of these instead of you know more of these like middle class ones instead of fewer and higher budget because there's just a, a, a less of a run of exclusivity. Hmm, it's interesting. That is interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: last thing on the on that on that discussion with the AMC Universal. I just love that it was a movie called that had troll in the title that got <laughs> like
1: that got AMC kind
0: of pissed off. That's well, just that's awesome. It's funny
1: if you like if you if you think about like history and cinematic history, like Trolls World Tour might go down as the movie that changed the movie industry, or you know, one of them in the significant chapters that changed it. You know, it could it could t- potentially be the death knell of movie theaters as we know it. That's know? crazy. I always thought it was going to
0: be uh, Star Wars. No, oh, trolls, yeah, trolls. <laughs> Star Wars was keeping it afloat. Last uh, last piece of news here before we kind of end this uh, podcast Emmy nominations. I think uh, big one, obviously, being Mandalorian and Watchmen to fantasy type shows, uh, kind of clearing out with a l- hell of a lot of nominations. Anything else that you guys saw that surprised you? Uh, those are actually the only two I've even heard about. What else is on this list here? Wow, it's almost like Christian didn't click the link in the fucking outline. <laughs> uh, I just did. God. Usually you do that before you start recording a podcast. So you I have had to write a general intro. A general idea of what's going on. No, no, nothing surprises me ever about these things. Really? Nothing at all? No. Interesting, like interesting, a lot okay. of no, the Emmys I mean, to me is like always less. They get it right more often, more times than the Oscars do. Uh, one of
1: th- one of the biggest things that people were talking about, or that I saw at least at the initial buzz, was um, there. W- a lot of people felt Better Call Snall. Snall. Who's Better Snall? Call What's Saul? Snall? Better Call Saul was snobbed, uh, or snubbed, I should say, from a lot of the acting categories. A lot of people felt that. Bob Odenkirk, and um, the actress that plays the female lead in the the show, I'm forgetting her name, I'm blanking right now, uh, should have been nominated, especially for this last season, because it was some of their best work. And people were surprised Mm. that... uh, I I don't think they got any acting nominations. They were nominated for Best Drama Series. You know, Best Drama Series is Succession, Ozark, The Crown, Better Call Saul, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, Mandalorian, and Stranger Things. Mm. Uh, But, I mean... Wouldn't that be crazy, though, if a Star Wars show wins an Emmy like for a best TV show? It was really good. That would be... Uh... <laughs> it was really good. It was good.
0: It was really I, good. I would, I would love it. And, uh, and honestly, I hope it happens, because like uh, I've, at least I've said yeah. a few times now, I'd love for Star Wars to go in that direction. Go to war television, leave the box office alone, um, move into the home box office. No, not HBO necessarily, unless you have a good adult-themed Star Wars idea. Okay, no, so yeah, I hope it does win though. Uh, obviously, we're in the golden age of television, or at least we were, um, <laughs> before the pandemic. <laughs> so, this is very true, so, actually. You know, so this this might be the last great yeah. see for a while.
1: And Watchmen was all the nominations did come in the limited series, um, category as it was announced that season two is not happening as of right now. Yeah, I do think it's it gonna, it should win, it, it's gonna take. All those awards. It should it should win opinion. all of them.
0: Because, well, I mean, I'm sure they're really good of the limited series, but I think just with everything that's going on, like it's just so relevant as well. You know, it's it's kind of rare that you get something so timely. Like it predates everything that happened. Like yeah. all the uh, in terms of like um, all the the um, social justice the social justice stuff, and only that it informs a lot of those decisions. Like the to, the Tusker um uh, massacre, right? Like it informs a lot of uh uh information that people were able to go and look up and then that informs some of that stuff that was happening. So yeah, I hope it I hope it wins. Mandalorian and Watchmen, let's go. It's also interesting that like a lot of the awards were given to streaming service original content. Mm-hmm. That's Netflix. a great point. Netflix, obviously Disney Plus, HBO, mm-hmm.
1: uh et cetera. So. I mean just for those drama shows, right? Let me uh, let me find those again, uh, but I I want to say that so Succession is FX, right? Yep. So that's on Ozark Netflix though. Crown Netflix. Better Call Saul is on TV. Handmaid's Tale is Hulu. Yes. Yeah, right. So that's so Hulu. Killing Eve BBC. So that's on TV. Mandalorian Disney Plus. Stranger Things Netflix. So that's five to four. Five streaming, four on uh, TV, which is. What do we need it's TV crazy. for again? You, do, I mean sports. You, I mean even that, even that's running out though. Yeah,
0: so honestly, I watch all of my sports now through either the NBA app, the MLB
1: app, the only, and then I get the
0: NFL for free at work.
1: So. The me- the messy part. The messy <laughs> part right now. I don't pay shit. The messy part with just content in general, and th- this goes for TV shows and sports, is you just have to have. Everything you have to have like fifteen different logins and subscriptions yeah. to get all the content you want, right? Yeah, which is funny because it used to be like, oh, I can just pay and get my Directv, DirecTV and I get everything. Dish, yeah, and now you you don't Comcast. get that anymore. And I think that's. You know, I think we're going to go back to that model in some way, shape, or form of, like, how do you group this content all together so it's an easier UI? Because right now, it's a very clunky user interface. A- in it should be
0: fairly of, simple, right? Your company, a, a, a big company comes in and just offers you a subscription, and <laughs> you get, oh, here's a Hulu, here's, a, yeah, you know, yeah, here's so, all the so stuff.
1: what you do is... So it's you, basically
0: Dish Network. So you're getting... But, direct
1: but, TV. But the problem is now... Everyone does their own distribution.
0: Yeah, I know. That's that's the problem. It, it won't happen at least like that. Yeah. Well no, most or like, it shouldn't happen. Well mostly it'll go back to the cable providers, so like the spectrum that owns all of like Los Angeles. I mean they already do it. You you pay for X amount of internet speed and then you get uh HBO Max included, you get uh CBS, mm, etc., Like yeah, th- yeah, yeah. that's how and guess what that is? That's T V and cable and T V and internet bundling. Like we're going back to what it was. We just which which it, it kind of has to, right? Especially for people Why? like us who like who like a different stuff on a bunch of different platforms you now, annoying it is to have 17 different logins spread out om- over like five different family, members? Well, it's
1: not like it's like it's more it's not there's uh, there's more providers, right? Just think about it, like you used to watch shows on Fox and ABC and Cartoon Network and whatever. Now you just have like an individual app almost for each of those things. Mm. I mean, they've been bunched a little bit more together now, but it's still kind of the same thing. But instead of just being able to click the channel, you have to change the app and you also have to pay that app.
0: Oh, it's too much. It's interesting.
1: It's all- history is just repeating itself, which
0: is whatever. And just like history repeats itself, this podcast is over just like last week's podcast. And once again, Krisha doesn't know how to turn technology off. (laughs) It's called science Your Fucking Phone. Anyway, thank you for listening. Once again, if you want to win this Funko Pop, the child, let me throw this up on the screen over here. If you want to win this beautiful, cutesy little whatever the hell thing, uh, make sure you follow us. and. Uh, like and share on a on our Twitter at was it good and on our or on our Instagram at was it good BTM. You don't have to do both; just do the one, and we will announce the winner next week during our live taping uh, on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Nice. Goodbye.